morning, Dennis. Good evening, Mashi. I'm uh, I'm going a little. We're finding new sources. I'm always finding new sources. And Here's my third Doctor Who quote. <laughs> no, no, no. I know. You know, I could do. I could. I think I could do this whole podcast on Doctor Who quotes. By the way, I'm quite you definitely good. But what's well, a very long running show, right? Started in '63. Had a hiatus from like what? You got a, and it's still going. 01. You got a lot of lead time, and they're putting that new episodes. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. Disney Plus, baby. So. I wanted to go to some other roots I had. And one of the major roots for me is anime. This isn't an old anime. Are you, are you familiar with Assassination Classroom? I'm not familiar with Assassination Classroom. Aliens have come to Earth and they're going to destroy the planet. Mm-hmm. And there's one reprieve. They take a bunch of high school delinquents and they have an alien as a teacher. And if these delinquents who are like thugs, they're failures, they've, you know, they're the bad element in the school. If they can kill the teacher, the alien teacher in that one year time, the earth will be spared. So it's like coach Carter, but with like and, and, and the they world can, at they stake, can, they can bring guns, poison. They can, they can do whatever they want. There are no mm-hmm. rules. They have no rules. They can't hurt each other. Like you okay. can't like, suicide. I'm really, really keen to see what pearl of life wisdom you glean from this show. So from this teacher, this teacher is also teaching them basically turning these failures around, right? Making like they, they, these kids have been so indoctrinated that they're thugs and failures that they've internalized it. But they're not. They're like they're the heroes of the planet if they can succeed here, right? Koro Sensei, and uh, I was going to do the quote in Japanese, but um, one I couldn't find it in Japanese, uh, and so we're going to do it in English. Okay. okay. Koro Sensei says this to his students: the difference between the novice and the master is that the master has failed more than the novice has tried. I like How's that. that for a pearl of wisdom. That's pretty good from an anime. The master's failed more than the novice has tried. It's got a little this, like Gladwelly in 10,000 hours vibe in there a little bit, right? Yeah, it very much so. But the 10,000 hours is a, more about, I think, reps, mm-hmm. taking the free throws, you know, uh, working on your serve in tennis or whatever it is. What I love about this statement, and this is something that I've come to talk about more and more with the team here at CSL and even in interviews, right? The way I do it now is there's first round interviews and then you have a second round interview with me. And this is one of the things I always talk about culture and a culture of embracing failure, not a culture of failure. Nobody wants a culture of failure, but a culture <laughs> of embracing failure. I just had this talk with one of our newest guys where I said, Hey, you're not pushing things enough. And he's like, well, what do you mean? Like, I'm not seeing enough posts. I'm not seeing, I haven't gotten the phone call or the message from the rest of the management team that says, hey, this just got posted. What How did this get at the door? Yeah. I need I need one or two of those every three or four months to know we're pushing things far enough. And I told him, I was like, don't ever worry about getting that call. You know, worry about getting that call three times in a week. Yep, but when we fine. get that call, that's on me. Because my, you know my reply to, you know what, you know what my reply to Ryan and John is? When they say that to me right now, yeah, you're welcome. We're doing our job. We'll pull that one down. We won't do that again. You've got to keep pushing. You've got, if you're not failing some percentage of the time, small percentage, five to 10%, honestly, are you really pushing yourself? Are you just being lazy? Are you being, are you doing the same thing? 
there's two things here. One of them is something we talked about before, which is the sort of taking risks and moving fast and breaking things and all that sort of stuff, right? Where if you're not failing, it means you're not pushing the envelope or like reaching out of your comfort zone enough. The other one, which I get from from the quote, is that failure is a speed bump, not an off ramp, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Be, being comfortable with failure, you know, failure should always make you a little bit uncomfortable because I think I think if failure doesn't sting at least a little bit, you're not invested enough, right? But completely agree. leaning leaning into it as a learning opportunity and as something you can get past, and as a diversion or a rope or you know a speed bump to an eventual goal. Uh, embracing that idea, I think, is what I get out of the quote, almost more than pushing things and breaking things. The idea that you have, you are okay with failure. And that's the second part of it is where that really comes in, more than the novice has tried, right? I've failed more times than you have tried. And that some of that is reps, and some of that is saying that none of those failures were the last one. None of those failures were the time I didn't get back on the horse. None of those failures were the time I said, screw it, I'm done. This is, I think you've hit it on the head completely. This is this is the exact essence of this quote, which is this. If you want to master something, you must commit to it. And you're a novice if you hit that speed bump and make it an off ramp. So you know what? F it. This isn't for me. This is not working out. I, you know, I'm gonna go do something else. I'm gonna go do something else, fail at that twice, and then jump to something else, and then fail at that twice, and then jump to something else. You know, and that's why you're not gonna master anything. If you don't push through failure. And pushing through failure, by the way, I really want to be clear about this because I think people really make this mistake a lot. Pushing through failure isn't doing the exact same thing over and over and over despite it not working, mm-hmm. right? You have to take those lessons. You have to say, why did I fail? What happened here? It also builds, and this is what this I think is what you're getting at and certainly what I think this quote addresses. It builds the mental toughness that you need to master anything, right? You have I've, to be mentally tough. I found a quote that I'm going to fire back at you. We've never done, we've never done return fire in this podcast before. Oh, Jesus, here we go. But it is also from an animated series. It is from The Simpsons. Okay. And it's what Homer says to Bart, which he says, hey, if something's hard to do, it's not worth doing. You stick that guitar in the closet next to your shortwave ra- wave radio, your karate outfit, and your unicycle, and we'll go inside and watch TV. And that's what I want to ask about. Have you ever learned to play an instrument? Yes. Nothing will teach you, because I, I can play guitar and I try playing piano a little bit. Nothing will teach you that failure is part of the process faster than trying to learn to play guitar or piano. And I only say those because I've more practice with those. I'm sure it's the same as true for drums or violin or whatever, or flute or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Because the amount of times you'll go, da-da-da-da-da, damn it, damn it, damn it. And guitar is even worse because guitar physically hurts you when you first start to play it. Like it it's is true. actively painful. And you'll play yeah, so many healthy. bump notes, you'll miss so many chords, you'll get so many cramps. But then sometimes, and this is, it, it, I think it's very telling whether this moment when you learn to play an instrument is disheartening or encouraging. Sometimes you'll play a lick or whatever, and it will sound vaguely similar to what you heard George Harrison play on an album. And if that makes you go, God, there's a big difference here. I cannot possibly put in the time. Then it's not for you, and that's okay. But if that resonates with you a little bit, you go, hang on. There's a there's a little bit of this in here. I can see that path, and the hill is tall, and that doesn't scare me. Then that's for you. Um, I do think it's important, though especially when you're a kid and something that I'm um, very grateful for what my parents instilled in me is that it's okay to try and fail at and okay to abandon things. Sometimes um, <clears throat> I've talked with Nikki about this. If we, you know, if we have kids and what we want to do, if a kid wants to try karate or violin using Homer Simpson's examples, I want to say you get two basically, right? If you go to your karate lesson and you go to your third lesson, you're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I say, let's stick it out. Let's do another two or three lessons. And if you still don't want to do it, that's okay. 
That's fine. Well, I think <clears throat> I don't have kids. So do I. <laughs> it, it's hard for me to address that directly. For me, with any of that stuff, I want to know why. Mm. I want to know why. And to be honest with you, if the answer was something like, because I'm bad at it, I think I'd push a little bit more to stay in there. Yep. Uh, and if the answer is because I hate it, you have to push past that and say, well, okay, honey, but why? Because it's I'm real tricky it, if you're talented or... at something and you don't like it. Because I've, I've I've run into that and I have friends who have run into that thing. We're like, I was really, really good at Irish dancing or whatever, and I just hated it. <laughs> like, Oh, Dennis, you were an Irish dancer? Oh, I dude, you should see me. It. They call me Thunderleg Straniac. You got no... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. When I when I read this quote and thought about it a lot, it really made me think about what the detractors to this metric of running into failure and overcoming failure with success, uh, what, success, not sex. Um, the problem with being naturally talented at something is the failure feels so much more catastrophic mm. because you're so used to the success. It comes naturally. You didn't work for it. It just happens. Bing, bang, boom, boom, boom. And if you're talented, you start to tie it to your identity. I am a person who is good at X. Yep. And the second mm. you hit a ceiling, you try to play a song that's too difficult. You fight somebody in a wrestling match that's better than you for whatever reason. That knocks mm. a part of you that is attached to your sense of self that isn't just a, th- a notch in your bow. It is the whole bow. But those are the most important failures to work past. And I, I look, look, you know, I, I like to go to the gym and the whole process of lifting weights is literally pushing your muscles to failure where they literally break down mm-hmm. and rebuild. And it's one of the, I think about this, those last few reps when I'm struggling, you know, lifts, you know, eight through 10 or 10 through 12 when you're, and I always think to myself, this is where you're doing the work, Mosh. This is, this is where those muscles are growing because literally what you're doing is breaking your body down, pushing it past a failure, pushing it to failure, and then letting it break down a little bit and build back up. That's what building muscles is, right? Mm-hmm. And I love thinking about that as a way, you know, because it's one ecosystem in here, right? So how am I doing that up here? How am I doing that outside with my actions, whether I'm streaming or playing violin or trying to build mental toughness and calmness and serenity. All of that is pushing to failure, getting to the failure point, getting a step or two past, maybe falling off a cliff, learning why you fell off the cliff, but then getting back up and doing it again. I think that you know things like natural talent and habit are huge detractors here because they set a wonderful floor. But when we start to see those habits, like, hey, wake up every day, uh, go to the gym, meditate, and these rituals become the end and not the start mm-hmm. that is also problematic and i think that's where we also run into things right because we're not growing anymore we've said this is enough our natural talent's enough i have the gift for gab i can just talk my way out oh my god i got a situation where i couldn't talk i'm never going to approach that situation again. i'm never going to approach that precipice again because you can't work past the failure what you said and- there was interesting to me about having not having the process be the goal right the idea that you have a state that you want to get to. And let's say it's, you know, deadlift 100 kilos and deadlift squat and bench was 100 kilos, right? Some of those will be easier than others. Um, you don't necessarily care how you get there. And in a business perspective, it's the same thing. When we talk about products and strategies and capabilities and things like that, we want to be able to do X, Y, and Z. It is not up to me. It's up to a different department how we get there, right? For example. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is very tempting to go, oh, but I'm do- going to the gym can't be the goal, right? Necessarily. 
living a healthier lifestyle can be the goal and having a numerical goal is always always obviously helpful because it's easy to yeah. just tick off and binary and then you can, of course you can bump it off once you get to 100 you can get to 120 um but it's the idea like there's all these studies that say once you decide to do something like go on a diet like deciding to start meditating like deciding to start writing your novel you get a large percentage of the same positive endorphins and dopamine that you get of actually doing it and that's ruinous sometimes yeah I, I, it, it is completely ruinous because you feel the sense of achievement with no actual results anything. right before you've done anything i think that creating goals that are the next step which is what you were addressing here my goal isn't to go to the gym every day my jo- my goal is to get healthier or mm-hmm. my goal like for instance my goal for a long time was to rep my body weight 10 times clean i have a shoulder issue so i can't do that right now or you know rep uh you know 10 pull-ups for three sets clean slow slow you know Control, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and again my shoulders prevent me from doing that so whether those are the goals you tried not, squatting like this is all upper body exercises <laughs> i don't like i don't like squat i can't squat i don't i don't load my vertebrae i can do goblet squats that's okay uh, and i do do deadlifts um but these are different goals right going to the gym losing weight used to be a goal now it's like okay i'd like to get my belt to this rung right right like the, these, you start to adopt these different goals that I think are more healthy and more lifestyle based. But every one of these goals that we pursue, we have to accept failure. Because the other thing, the other analog to what you're talking about too, is there's, there's a lot of studies where people are on a diet or people are going to the gym and then they miss a day going to the gym mm-hmm. or they hit a cheat day and it's like, ah, it's all over now. I didn't go to the gym yesterday. Oh God, I had that donut yesterday. It's all over now. And they don't get back on the horse mm-hmm. because they can't get past the failure. But the failure is such a good thing. And I know that doesn't make any sense. And I it's know, so but I understand. It's, but it's how we're brought up. Our cultures, our schools, the way we're raised, we're so indoctrinated to avoid failure at all costs. No answer is better than a wrong answer. Wrong. Right? Um, not trying and avoiding success because you can't be successful. You don't try is better than trying failing. What? How does that make any sense? <laughs> but that's really, no, honestly, that's how we're brought up. That's what we're indoctrinated with. This idea that failure is the worst outcome. No, failing and stopping. That's the worst outcome. We don't fail to trying. That's yeah. That's how the novice, that's how the novice remains a novice. And the way the master becomes a master is to fail and get back up. Well, Mashi, I hope you have plenty of failure, failures in your day-to-day. <laughs> I wish you many failures, Dennis. Just remember, it's okay to fall down 14 times as long as you stand up 15. Have a good morning. Have a great evening.